We've heard from physicians who are upset that the AMA is selling information about us. Now let's hear from the AMA themselves and see what they have to say about it. You're listening to Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Jeremy Lazarus, the Speaker of the House of Delegates of the AMA. Welcome, Jeremy. Hi, how are you, Michael? We're honored to have you here today. First of all, before we talk about the subject at all, tell us about yourself and what you're doing about your career for a minute. Well, I'm a psychiatrist in private practice in Denver, and I'm on the board of trustees of the American Medical Association in addition to being Speaker of the House of Delegates. Okay. How long have you been involved with the AMA? I've been involved with the AMA for about 20 years, have been on the board for four and a half years now. Let's talk about data mining. And we've been we've been talking about this on our station. We're, we're throwing this term around. First of all, let's define it. What is data mining? Data mining. There are companies. There we call them health information organizations that match information, defining information about uh, physicians, with their prescribing information, which they obtain from pharmacies, and then they put that information together to basically establish prescribing profiles for physicians. So they're using this for their own marketing programs, correct? Pharmaceutical companies do use that for marketing. The information is also used for research. It's used for drug recalls, public health information. It's also used in various educational programs now also. So it's, it's used for a variety of purposes. The articles that, t- that from physicians who are upset with this mention a lot about something called the AMA Master File. What exactly is the AMA Master File and what's in it? The AMA Master File is a collection of information, the vast majority of which is available publicly, for example, where the physician practices, their specialty, their phone number, uh, and so on. And then that, that information has been available for decades and has been used for hospital credentialing, licensure purposes, getting on staffs in, in various managed care or health organizations. So it's been around for a long time and is used for those purposes. Are our DEA numbers part of this master file? DEA numbers, I believe, are not part of that master file. The HIOs, actually, the health information organizations, actually are able to get that information from the federal government. Okay. So it's really just a big phone book of doctors, according to you? Basically, that's what it is, Michael. So why are these guys upset if it's just names and addresses? According to an article in the San Francisco Chronicle, this data is sold to companies who pair it up and sell the package to pharma companies. And why are they so upset if this is information that they can get anywhere? Well, what we understand about why physicians have been upset is because the pharmaceutical sales representatives were coming into the doctor's offices. And unfortunately, there's a small number of them, uh, we believe, but basically bombarding the physicians with information about their prescribing, basically saying, you know, why don't you prescribe X antidepressant instead of R, Y antidepressant? And the physicians felt irritated by this and angered by it that the sales representatives had this information and were acting in a fairly coercive way with them. So what we did was we we surveyed our physicians and found out that what they thought would be acceptable was if there was a way that we could make sure that if physicians chose to, that they could have the sales rep not have any access to any of that information so that when the sales rep would come into the office, they would have no information whatsoever about the prescribing practices of that physician. And and we developed a program about that called the Physician's Data Restriction Program. Right. And I'm part of that because I used to have reps come in my office and tell me that my numbers were down. I threw them out. You know, I said, I don't work for you. I'm sure that would have been irritating to anyone. Okay. So once again, I want to get back to the doctors who are writing against this. Why are they so upset about this? According to one of the articles that a lot of doctors disapprove of the AMA selling this information, it was said that a survey by the AMA itself 
found a 66% disapproval rate for the AMA to sell this data is that they don't understand what's being sold or they really disapprove of it. Do you know about that number? I'm not sure which survey you're referring to, Michael, but what we did in the surveys that we did, we found that physicians were more concerned that the sales reps had that information and that they felt that if there was a way that they could not have that information available to the sales reps, that they would be satisfied. And I think it's also there's also been a I think a misunderstanding from a number of physicians that the AMA does not have any access to actually the physician's prescribing data itself. It's basically the licensing of the AMA master file so that these HIOs, these health information organizations, then do the matching of the physician data with the pharmacy data. Okay, well, if, the, if this is data that's available anyway, why can't the AMA just say we're not going to participate in this plan anyway and go find it out yourself? What's the benefit to the AMA? There's a big benefit to physicians because if the AMA did not allow access to its master file, the HIOs would basically be able to find that information in other ways because this is, again, publicly available information. It might be a little bit more difficult for them. The data might not be as good, but they would have access to that. What we think is that by having this physician data restriction program, the pharmaceutical companies are on notice that if a physician has opted out, so to speak, with the PDRP, Physician's Data Restriction Program, that they know that they're on the line if any of their sales rep actually have that information. If there were not that PDRP available, basically the data mining companies and the pharmaceutical companies and pharmacies would find other ways of getting that information and having that information available to their sales reps. Okay. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Jeremy Lazarus, Speaker of the House of Delegates of the AMA, and we're talking about data mining, the AMA's position. Well, Jeremy, according to these articles, the AMA earns about 40-some-plus million dollars selling this information. Is that an accurate number in your information? Overall, the income, which is publicly available, is, is somewhere over $40 million altogether for the master file. That is, And then part of that is the licensing with the data mining companies. That's a lot of money for numbers. Man, I'll get phone books and list them and sell them for $4 million. It's important revenue, and it's revenue that the AMA is able to use to the good use for patients and physicians in this country. For example, we've got a very substantial program to try to get the uninsured covered. We do it for, for public health reasons. It's used for the AMA's advocacy actions all around the country. Okay, by the way, I want to go back one step. You're opting out the do not, what I call the do not call me list, don't know what I'm prescribing. I have to say, it actually works because I'm on it and I get half the drug reps seeing me anymore. When they show up, they've shown me the computers and it literally has like X's across it. They have no more information. So should we encourage more people who are upset to be on, to join in this program? I'm glad you brought that up, Michael, because since the program has been up and running, we've had no complaints from physicians and that, you know, that there has been a breach of that understanding. I think if a physician feels strongly about not the sales reps not having that information, they should go ahead and use the opt-out. If it's not a concern to them or if the sales reps are not providing this coercive information that's irritating, they can choose not to. So there's about 12,000 physicians that have opted out so far. Do people not know about it or they're just not using it? Because I would think like everyone would want to be on that list. I'm on the don't call me at dinner time list too, you know, for people on my home phone. We put about $500,000 into advertising in multiple specialty journals. We've put the call out, I mean, and it is not through just AMA publications. It's through other publications also. We're getting about 120 physicians who are opting out each week. 
So I think that tells us that certain physicians, like yourself, feel that this, this is what they want to do. But so far, the vast majority of physicians have not opted out. But it's something that's available. It's an option if, if physicians want to use it. Maybe the other guys like those free office lunches. Maybe they shouldn't point fingers at organizations unless they do something themselves about it. Well, I don't, I don't know if this interferes with the free office lunches. That's a whole other subject. But it basically doesn't allow the sales reps to use this information in a way that's irritating to physicians. And I think the physicians that have felt strongly about it have used the program and are pleased with it. Okay. There are some legal battles and challenges ahead on data mining, from what I understand. District of Columbia, there's a ban on prescription data mining or New Hampshire. Tell us about what's happening in the courts with this. Are you going to not be allowed to sell this, or does this have to do with the the other companies and not you? You being the AMA, not you personally. Well, the legislation so far, which has been passed, and New Hampshire was the first state to pass legislation, that legislation was struck down. It's being appealed. And there are several other states, as you mentioned, where there is legislation, some of it similar to New Hampshire, some, some of it different. And you know where that goes, we don't exactly know. I, I think it's fairly likely this may go all the way to the Supreme Court. But in the meantime, if that legislation is not active, then we think that the AMA opt-out program is a program that physicians can use, and it does protect their data. Okay. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second with you, Jeremy. And you know, a disclaimer is like, I am a member of the AMA. I'm not supporting or against any of any of these issues, but it's like there's guys out there of these data mining people that are really attacking the AMA for doing that. Do you think that they're attacking the ethical issue or are they attacking the organization itself? Because it seems like people pick on the AMA. I think that there may well be a number of physicians, well-minded physicians, that ideologically feel that the pharmaceutical companies in some way are abusing this information and that it's causing an increase in healthcare costs and so on. I think there's a paucity of information that that's actually the case. But I think if physicians feel strongly about that, then they do feel, I think, that the AMA is somehow complicit in that arrangement. But again, I think the data on that is, is scarce. There are many reasons why healthcare costs are going up. And again, if the AMA were not involved in this, there would be absolutely no control that physicians would have at all. And especially if this legislation is struck down, then there's really going to be no recourse for physicians whatsoever. So we think this is a good middle-of-the-road kind of program that allows physicians to prevent the sales reps from having their, their data. Okay. Middle-of-the-road. Are you talking about the opt-out program? Yes. Okay. So but what I just heard you say is that if the AMA didn't participate, there'd be no control. Are you talking about the participation in selling our information, there'd be no control, or just in the opt-out program? I'm not quite clear what you meant there. If the AMA did not license its, its master file, so that the data mining companies use some other source for it, there would not be this arrangement that would prevent the sales reps from having their data, unless the legislation that has been passed and struck down would actually go through and prevent the, the pharmaceutical companies from using that information. Okay, but when you say they prevent the pharmaceutical companies, does the AMA specifically say that when they when they lease the master file, or they're just giving the information and then they have the opt-out program? Or are you specifically putting a stop on that so that it can't be used? The physicians who are using the opt-out, the PDRP, the pharmaceutical companies have agreed that they will not allow the sales reps to have, have that information. If there is a breach of that agreement of those physicians who have opted out, then the whole ability of the pharmaceutical company to be involved and get any of that data at all is at risk, and there are severe consequences if they actually breach that agreement. Okay. Like what? Spanking? or Like not being able to get any of the information at all. 
All right. Any of the master file information at all? That's right. Okay. But once again, devil's advocate, you said that that's information that someone else could get anyway. They could get it, but they have agreed that this is an approach that allows the, the free speech issues that you know have been under uh, con- that have been the concern in the legislation. And the data mining companies have been able to use the master file in a way. It is probably the best data that's available. So I think they see some advantage to having this arrangement. And I think they see an advantage to working with organized medicine in a way that physicians are are not displeased with the way they are doing their, their marketing. Jeremy, thanks for being our guest today and sharing the AMA side of the debate about data mining. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Reach MDXM is here for you, the health professionals who care for your patients. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at reachmd.com, where our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. You can register on our website. And with the promo code of MGHOST, H-O-S-T, you can get six months for free of downloadable podcasts and, and our programs. And we thank you for listening. This is Dr. Jeremy Lazarus, Speaker of the AMA House of Delegates, and you are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.